is they should eat it's jay stain welcome back to in retrospect podcast where we look beyond the surface to find understanding bring you laughs knowledge and culture so sit back relax and join the convo as you can see we have a very special guest by the name of malik isidore he is from charleston south carolina just like jay stan and i he's an army veteran uh an herbalist and a holistic consultant thank you for joining us today how are you doing oh i'm good appreciate you for having me you know what i'm saying of course appreciate um so y'all we're gonna jump right into let's unpack this segment where you either send in your questions or something is happening in the news that we will unpack um there has been rumors going around that the government might shut us down once again because of the new strain of covid um it hasn't really been confirmed yet as far as the shutdown the new strain has but not the shutdown uh can y'all handle that can y'all handle another quarantine okay last quarantine i was over the road driving trucks so roads is clear not getting any time with a lot of people I was, yeah i was doing pretty good i wasn't stuck in the house yeah that's true i started to work too i just had to wear a mask because i was doing um what was i doing i was doing community-based therapy which was scary because you're supposed to quarantine meanwhile i'm going into people's houses true uh then but, you can't do it with a mask on Huh? So then you can't breathe with a mask on, so it's, it's harder again. Yeah, and it's awkward talking through it. It just, it was a whole mess. Justin? I mean, I would say that, I mean, I feel that I'm, I'm prepared, but a lot of folks aren't going to be prepared. Reason being is usually, yeah, you shut down. Some folks have to go into work to make money unless you're going to pass something that says that these jobs are still going to pay people checks or their money that they're they are waiting to come in that they're waiting for to come in on their you know every two weeks if that's not going to happen then folks not going to be ready because it was the a statistic that came out saying that you know there's a good percentage of folks i don't have the numbers that are making 50k to 100k and they're living paycheck to paycheck so just imagine the amount of people that aren't going to be prepared like, there's, like, they really tell you, like, for instance, if you were to lose your job, they tell you you need to have at least, what, how many months of salary saved up? Six in order months. For you? Six, Six months. Yeah, so some, yeah, so somewhere in there. So realistically, we can say, you know, we're in a good headspace because, like, like I said, I brought that number up. And we're on, you know, this platform, of course, saying X amount of months. You have some folks to thinking to themselves, months? I might got a week. A week. <laughs> but I'm ready. Even since you asked me, <laughs> um, I'm hoping it doesn't happen. I work for the school district. For those of you who don't know, and mm -hmm. the way that the quarantine has negatively impacted the kids, I can't even imagine them being at home for an additional school year. Most of them, I know y'all have seen that trending TikTok where the guys like, "Why? Why are my seventh graders on third grade reading level?" That's one of the reasons <laughs> because they're sitting at home. They're not checking into their computer. They are on TikTok while the teacher's talking and just doing whatever they want to do because why? They are children. Um, and also it wasn't good for their mental health. A lot of them came back with very high social anxiety. Um, there's high crime. There's a lot of like gang activity, things like that. And so you have kids coming in and it's loud and chaotic. And it's just not all around. It's not good for people's 
mental well-being. So I hope it doesn't happen. If it does, maybe just a week and let us be. But um, speaking about mental and physical well-being, how did you, you know, get on this journey going from or transitioning from the military to now doing what you're doing now? Yeah. So basically it was the transition that kind of held me back. You know, I went from an outside environment all the time to a inside environment where it's fluorescent lights all the time. And after a while, uh, I developed a vitamin D deficiency mm. and started like pain in my legs, you know, not, not to even bring up an old subject, but uh, like my uh, my uncle had passed not too long ago, Uncle Bernard, he passed uh, from leg cancer. You know, in the back of my mind, I was always like, is this something that's, you know, throughout the family? Because, you know, we have moles all around us. This is, this is something like my mom has, I have it. And then you just never know that one, like if you're not checking yourself, one of those moles could turn malignant and, you know, anything can happen. Yeah. So, you know, from that, I started getting like worried, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, so what can I do to fix this? Uh, between that being uh, susceptible to other uh, issues, um, like mental and then just like athlete's foot and, and different things like that, just going to the doctor, hey, uh, what can I do to get rid of this? What can I do to get rid of that? So I started taking like vitamin D pills and it was not working as as much as i thought it would like it'd start you know and then it dwindled down no matter how much mm -hmm. i use anything that they gave so that just led me searching for other options because i clearly wasn't getting what i wanted from them so you know right around the time that i believe it was 2017 when what the health came up and it just was the first time i ever looked at like myself and what i was doing to myself that caused the issues that i was experiencing mm -hmm. And I'm just one of those type of dudes. It's like, man, you tell me about it and I'm interested, I'm going to try it. So they were like, uh, like, we don't have the correct enzymes to ingest the lactose, which is the sugar from milk. Mm -hmm. And that it also, like with dairy products, it puts over like a, a, a thin film over the tongue. So you lack certain taste buds. So your food may not taste as good as it could be. So you so, talk about milk really quickly. I, I just wanted you to touch base on like how folks shouldn't be drinking milk. I know some people say milk ain't good for you. It's not really coming from the cow or I'm just saying that's what folks say. It is, and even if it isn't, it's still, I mean, you weren't born, born from a cow. Like that's, that's another animal's milk that you drink another, another hormone, another steroid that, that is you're ingesting in your body. And we're wondering why we're developing so early as, kids into adulthood and dealing with different issues uh constipation and things of that nature so i wouldn't advise drinking cow milk or goat's milk or anything like that um so you brought up that documentary with the health i have not seen it um but i'm afraid to watch it <laughs> um but i will say and it could talk about this because you mentioned how like you you had some physical things going on. You went to the doctor. They prescribed medication for it. Mm. Now, here's the thing. And I now I do know this to be true. Big pharma that exists, meaning because just like, can you explain what that means? People don't understand it. OK, <laughs> that's what you do. That's what you do. So your doctors and pharmaceutical companies only make money when you are sick. 
So True. you're going to the doctor, they're going to prescribe a medication. Sometimes those medications aren't even affordable to some people. And so then it's kind of like, what are you left to do? For example, I was prescribed a medication. When I went to go pick it up, they told me it was like $300. I said, oh, y'all can keep it. I, I'll figure it out. It's a synthetic form anyway. It's an extract of what you would get out of nature. Right. But I feel like not a lot of people have access to correct information because I'm I'm an avid TikTok watcher. I don't know about y'all. And every no. time I scroll, people are on there saying, like one guy said, you, you shouldn't drink um, purified water. And then he went into the store and said, smart water isn't good. Uh, and all the like fancy waters aren't good. But it's like, okay, is it good enough? So what is he drinking? Right. What is he drinking? Fossil water? Fossil like, water? Yeah, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> well, most of the yeah, water. water. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, truly, it is tap water. Essentially, purified water is tap water that's been filtered out. But the only thing that's, well, the, what's worse about it is that it takes the good and the bad. So the good minerals along with the bad and harmful uh, stuff that's inside the water will basically, you're just drinking fluid and it's just going right through you. You're not absorbing anything. So, so yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Justin. Bad. No, I was going to ask about pertaining to the water was, so what truly is the best kind of water to drink? You have so many different people saying, Oh, this water is good for you, and this water isn't good for you. Which one is the best? Spring water, natural spring water from the source. They have like the, the mountain valley you can find, like at Whole Foods or something like that. It is the Aquapana water. That's it's pretty good. That, yeah, it's like a it's like a clear bottle with like pink words on it. Aquapana. Yeah, Aquapana. Okay, and when you what makes it the best? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just well, pH, pH wise, and then it's being bottled from a, a natural source. So you said aquapana, and what was the first one? Mountain Valley. Uh, Mountain Valley, yes. Okay, now, and this might be my social worker hat on. You said you can find it at Whole Foods, correct? Yes. Can you find them at any other store? The uh, Earth Fair. Okay, Whole Foods Earth Fair. <laughs> That's all I really got. I ain't gonna lie to you. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, stores like Whole Foods, Earth Fair, Publix, Trader Joe's, those that that brand of stores, right, that may offer healthier options, typically are not located in areas where people are able to even afford them. True. What do you mean by that? So most of those Whole Foods, Earth Fair, those brand of stores are typically in more affluent places. So people who are on a limited income or restricted income may not have access to a Whole Foods. They may have access to a Walmart, maybe a Kroger. Um, that's about the corner store, Dollar General. Like that's, that's what they have access to. And so that also plays into it like proximity wise. If somebody can't get to a Whole Foods or an Earth Fair, then what what's a realistic option for them? Um, well, there are uh, certain gas stations that carry like the Iceland and I don't know if Ivana, 
I believe it's Ivana. That's, that's oh, good. I that's about, yeah. All right, there, there's the gas stations, uh, but just for these particular brands, as we, as we're talking about, because when I was still in Charleston, I'd take that 25, 30 minute drive all the way to Mount Pleasant just to grab mm -hmm. some specific groceries and then all that back to my crib. So uh, mainly, if you really need it, it's out there for you. There's a, a spring, uh, the Healing Springs in Orangeburg, if you ever decide to take that drive, um, that's free water and it's actually pretty good. I was using it for a good minute. I'll take a couple gallons, haul it in my truck, take, take it back to the crib. I drink it, cook with it. I wouldn't really touch with the, uh, I wouldn't really touch the uh, faucet water at all. Yeah, so what would you say to folks that are saying, I mean, my grandmother, my, my, my mother was raised off of eating this way or drinking this specific type of water. I was born and raised off of this diet that I've learned to love and I actually love now. And then when you're telling me it's not good for me, I'm going to still eat it, drink it, do whatever I want. What, what, what would you say to folks that have that mentality or, that, uh, you know, those ideals? Yeah, it's, it's an addictive lifestyle, you know, the, the sugar is getting to us, you know what I'm saying? And then if once you, you're raised off of it, you know, your grandmama was cooking it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's a it's a habit to have. But if you see what's happening to your adult, your, your mother and father, your uncles that have been eating this lifestyle and then you continue to eat this same way, you're going to end up if they, you know, had disease th throughout their life, which most likely they have eating these processed foods and, and things of that nature, you're gonna experience the same thing. Those same uh, traits that's been passed down, the high blood pressure, you know, if you don't make the change, then you're still gonna uh, end up with those same symptoms. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think that that definitely plays a role in it, right? Culture, traditions, things like that. But then I also think it's the accessibility piece, education, because, there are some things that I might buy now that I think, oh, this is healthy. Um, and then you look at the nutritional facts and it's like, oh, I might as well just eat a candy bar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got you to stick to whole foods, everything you know that's inside of it, whether it be an apple, an avocado or something like that. You know, if, yeah. if you can't read what's on the back of that label, you don't even need to mess with it. And that's why I like um, that I'm starting to see more farmers markets pop up in mm -hmm. places when you don't have access to grocery stores like your Whole Foods and Earth Fair, no shade to y'all, I'm just saying. <laughs> when you don't have access to those, you have farmer's markets markets instead. Um, you think you're better than us? I don't shop at those stores. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, this is what I was going to ask you. What is deemed the healthiest diet? We know about veganism. We know vegetarians people who might be gluten-free. It, it's all sorts of things out there. I'd just say a whole food, whole food diet, whether it be vegetables and, and fruit. That's, as long as you know what's in the fruit, well, as long as you know what's in the vegetables, you get it, pick it up yourself. It may not be the best, whether it be organic or non-organic. You'd want to opt for the organic option. But these are the less mucus-forming foods that are, aren't going to be acidic to the body. So meats are okay. No, I didn't say that. That's what that's what I'm asking. So oh, aside no. from like the whole fruits and vegetables, when it comes to 
meat. Because I know some people are like, oh, I don't eat pork or I'm cutting back on beef. I'm just going to do chicken, which now they have lab grown chicken. But mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, really no, I wouldn't buy it because of the uh, uric acid effect it has on the body. And then if you think about it, it is flesh. It's, it's dead flesh. It's not you going out to the to the jungle and hunting these animals yourself. And then you think about the 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 emotional trauma that they go through that's now inside the their flesh that you're eating now that has an effect on your well-being. Mm-hmm. So energy does transfer. Never dies. But chicken wings are so good. What would you say Fire. to somebody that says that? Fire. Listen, you know how many times I've relapsed on this journey of mine? Let <laughs> us know. It's, 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 it's difficult. It's, it's difficult. Um, but, you know, like, like they say, it takes 21 days to break a habit. It, it may take some people even longer just to slowly wean themselves off of the, uh, uh, off the addiction of, you know, sugar and, and meats and stuff like that. So, it, like I like I was saying before, uh, once I did do that uh, What the Health video, I fasted from cheese and meat for three months before my first relapse. And, you know, I, I did notice a change in... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I was about to say, uh, did you like... I wanted you to say, expound on it a little bit or just talk about it a little bit more in depth as far as when you said the relapse. Like somebody may ask, like, what's the perfect way to go about that just to stop outright eating these foods that are deemed not good for my body mm-hmm. or just to wean myself off of everything slowly, progressively over time? It just depends and, on the person. Why? Which one is which one would be the Oh, OK, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, it depends on the person. Like some certain people are able to cut cigarettes off cold turkey. You know, certain people are able to cut bad food out of their diet, cold turkey. But if you're having issues, which most people will have because we are addicts, you'd want to individually, as much as you can, take certain foods out. You want to change rice for quinoa, maybe some lentils for for meat every once in a while, you know, and just progressively, you know, cut these foods out of your diet. I thought Justin said something else. You got to say something? No, I don't have anything. That's why I was just curious to know, because that that is a really hard thing for a lot of folks to think in okay, I need to get healthy. I'm going to do it. I'm going to start today and cut cold turkey. Now, all of a sudden, you're eating a little bit of something that you said you wasn't going to touch at all. And it's hard because in people's minds, it's like, well, I already ate a little bit of it. Now I'm just back on it all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should, all just, mindset. we should all just be thankful for the for the attempt in the first place because, you know, that's that's just the, the first part of the, the battle. You know what I'm saying? And if you have a set up goal for yourself and then you don't make it all the way through the goal, don't be too hard on yourself because you, you've progressed to a point where you know there's an issue and you need to take care of it. But you know, there's, it's, it's temptation, man. It's... I, it, that is true. Cause I was about to say, I think environment plays a big role in it. Um, mm-hmm. So me personally, when I lived in Knoxville, I was there for a little over two years and no shade to Knoxville. There aren't a lot of, like, Knoxville is not a food city. That's not a place, like, where a foodie would go and try a bunch of places. Wow. <laughs> you said Nashville? Knoxville. No, 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 Knoxville. Yeah. Knoxville is not a foodie place, right? And I'm from Charleston. I'm used to going to a restaurant and, like, nine times out of ten, it's going to be good. So being in Knoxville, it was much easier for me to, like, not eat out. And then I was with the trainer 
it's more nature so i can go on walks and it's actually pretty walks because there's waterfalls and things like that so versus when i moved to atlanta every street you're gonna have jamaican indian wings burger it's just it's like everything is just here and so i felt like i reverted back um to what i was used to now i'm trying to get back on track which i will um but all of that to say environment definitely plays a role in it, especially like in a household. If yeah. only one person is on a diet and everybody else is going on with life as usual, you might sneak that Debbie snack <laughs> just because mm-hmm. it's there. It's it's at your uh, disposure. What would you about to say? Yeah, it's a social aspect of it as well because yeah. you, you're going out and then you're, you're the different one and then you got to see what the menu got on it beforehand and then you might cancel on them at the last minute. So... It, it does help when you get away from uh, your old environment, what you're used to. That's how it is for me right now, actually. I'm sure. <laughs> Knoxville is pretty. It's just, it's not, like I said, it, it, it's easier to live a healthier lifestyle there, I would say, mm-hmm. compared to in Atlanta or Charleston. Yeah. I know you hit on the social aspect, too, uh, as far as, like, the social aspect, do you mean like social media, interacting with people? Like what social aspect are you saying is more conducive for you to live this healthy, healthier lifestyle? Well, I was saying it was more difficult on the social level of uh, friends. Um, beyond the social media, I don't really yeah. don't care about social media too much. Just like being able to, you know, go out because, you know, we are social creatures. We want to hang with friends and meet new people at the same time. But uh, certain certain aspects of this lifestyle does not allow you to uh, indulge in, you know, like going to the club at night drinking liquor and going to the Waffle House right after, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it allows you to take a step back, but at the same time, while you're going through that experience, even though you may be by yourself or maybe the only one that's doing it at the time, there's still uh, a multitude of benefits when trying to uh, make yourself whole again because you're not indulging in all those activities. Right, and would you say that that information that you're receiving, right, uh, through these like social interactions or gatherings that you attend or may go to, would you say that the misinformation that folks are running into is coming more from that or is it coming more from the stuff that they're reading that's telling them this is the healthier choice or is it coming from the people that they're talking to telling them like this is healthier? Yeah, more so from the information that they're getting online and probably from okay. what their uh, doctors may be telling them compared to what they're actually doing, which is causing the effects that they're experiencing. So like going out and eating the uh, eating a lot of processed foods is causing the issue, but the, uh, the lack of information is never going to spark a, a neuron or synapses to say like, hey, I'm what I'm eating is currently messing me up on the inside and it's taking effect on the physical level. Now, let's say that someone is in their 30s. They've gone their entire life with a specific type of diet. They're from the South. So we could just assume what they consume. Fried chicken. (laughs) And then they they get sick. Is a holistic, not, no. Yeah, is a holistic type of diet, I'll say. Um, could that reverse some type of illness? Or no, it's kind of, that's a wrap. 
No, absolutely. I mean, you get yourself like you eat your way into to you know bad health. You can eat your way out of it. You know what I'm saying? It's just about having the right information for it. Now, the, depending on the you know terminal illness, whether you're like uh, on dialysis or you're dealing with cancer, it's all depending on the person once they have the information. Because, as I stated before, mentality is more than fifty percent of the battle. If they're at uh, the illness phase and they, they feel like their doctor's telling them they're going to to pass, you know what I'm saying? They, they probably have a lot of doubts in their mind that they're not going to make it and they're probably not going to do whatever it takes to, you know, Live. become <laughs> older. Yes, exactly. So that along with bad information or lack thereof, they're in a bad state. I would I mean, say I, anything I, is reversible too, though. Reason being is you hear about all the time, but folks weighing like crazy amount, like they weigh a lot, for instance, an example is like someone weighs 300 pounds. They're having all kinds of health issues. They clean up their diet, they work out more, then all of a sudden when they drop this weight, all the health issues that was messing with, like it was messing with them starts mm -hmm. to go away because all the excess weight that they had was causing all kinds of issues within the body. And then they started eating cleaner. And you just hear stories about that all the time. And then all of a sudden it goes like the joints aren't hurting anymore. Uh, what you call it? Whatever pain you were feeling like uh, anywhere, everything's just better. Like also like a big thing too that I think I just wanted us to hit on before we did get off is like, uh, what was it? Like inflammation that occurs within the body uh, when it comes to like eating certain foods. You hear about people with acid reflux. Um, Something else slipped my mind, but that's one of the main ones that comes to mind when it talks about like the swelling of the esophagus and the insides that you have, like certain foods trigger certain things over yeah. a period of time. And when you start cutting back on those certain foods or portion, like you rationing like the portion sizes that you're eating, it helps in the long run. But you guys can touch base on I was just curious. Um, I, I was going to add, but you kind of went further. People who also move out of the country. <clears throat> and they go to other countries that actually value physical health. <laughs> um, those countries don't even serve the portions, portion sizes that the U.S. does. They don't even um, sell certain products because it shouldn't be consumed. But, I, but the country that we live in, it's all about money, unfortunately. And so you don't really have a lot of access to what you need whether that's um, proximity to certain grocery stores or just even financially. Um, so I was going to ask you, we keep talking about misinformation and this is wrong and this is not right. Where is a general source or resource for people to go to to figure out what they should be consuming for themselves? Uh, I think a general source, whether you know it just to be whole foods, plant-based diet, legumes, nuts and seeds, uh, just as in knowing that our environment isn't suit to be the best version of ourselves because we're dealing with, you know, air pollutions, mm -hmm. the soil's not nutrient dense as it used to be, you know what I'm saying? So dealing with those issues already, we have to, in advance, knowingly have to put ourselves in position to steer these obstacles as best as we can, right? 
So that, that being said, like if you, we need to fast from certain things, give our bodies a break from pushing all these toxins in, you know, we stuff so many things uh, inside of our esophagus and belly that our bodies can no longer filter out the, the negative uh, toxic, uh, toxins that we have. So we just need to be able to give ourselves a break from it. And, you know, just dealing with herbs in general, we don't just use herbs to heal or make ourselves whole again. We also use them as a preventive, preventative measure. So, you know, not just taking it every time you feel like you're about to get a, a cold, but taking it just before the cold even comes. Like, we know we're going into winter season right now. More people, uh, our immune systems are not as strong as they should be to counteract the certain uh, viruses that we contract during these times. So just knowing that and being able to get ahead of that will be better, uh, would be better for everybody. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I will say, I don't. we can cut this out if you want me to. <laughs> uh, Malik did or does health assessments um, and he did one for me. And one of the things that he suggested was for me to take more iron. <clears throat> I feel like you just looked at my fingertips was like, oh yeah, you should take more iron. I was like, uh, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so I bought iron and ever since I started taking it, um, I sleep through the night, which I have not done in a very, very long time. And a part of that physical and mental health well-being is you need to rest. You need to get rest. I know we are in a, in a culture of work hard and all of this, but you got to recharge yourself. <laughs> I guess. I respect that. It's real, though. No, seriously, it's real. Everybody's yeah. always trying to get to the top of whatever profession they're in or that everybody's always trying to better themselves, which is, you know, great. But at the same time, you got to remember to definitely take care of yourself. Neglect will creep up on you real quick and you'll be neglecting things in your life that you should be paying attention to. Small stuff like moisturizing your skin. <clears throat> That's important. That's now you laughing. Some people might giggle about what I'm saying, but it's the smallest things that like not moisturizing your skin turns into somebody that does not like to watch off. And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I would hope the fasting thing is definitely hard initially, but then after a certain amount of time, your craving for that specific thing definitely changes. Because I know uh, when I lived in Tennessee, I wanted to cut back on just sweets in general. I have a sweet tooth 24-7, basically. And I took like a month or so of no sweets. And now, or when I went back to eating them, um, certain things I'm like, eh, I can't even take that. Or if it's like a drink, I have to dilute it with water. Mm-hmm. Same thing, I take a social media detox at least once a quarter. <laughs> right. And it's very freeing uh, for my my mental. So, Yeah, fasting is very important for your well-being. You realize what foods are good for you and what not, what, what causes mucus again when you put it back into your system. Think of it <laughs> as a formant. Now, is that the whole, what's his name, Dr. Sebi diet thing of the whole, like, not wanting to have too much mucus in your body? Yes. Well, he definitely sparked the, the minds of a lot, um, especially when he came on the scene. Because when I when I eventually found his information, it, it led me to want to know more about herbs and how they would help make myself whole again. 
And that's when I was able to, when I, when I looked up, searched up herbs, uh, like what's the closest around me within the vicinity of Charleston, I, I found Kent Wassel Tip, which is, who is my, my teacher. And he's on the sacred roots. And uh, right now it's in Somerville off of Bacon, Bacon's Bridge Road. So ever since I met him, I've been taking this class almost two years, since 2021 to 2023. And the wealth of knowledge that I've gained from him has de definitely set myself on track and the people that I continue to encounter. So I'm very, very, very thankful. Now, weed is an herb, right? Marijuana is an herb. What would you say to people who said, well, you said that this is good for me. I should still be able to smoke this. Is it good for you? Is it good for your system? Uh, not in the way that we uh, tend to abuse it and not by burning it. It does change chemical structures and it is more harmful to the body once ingested. We shouldn't be inhaling fire. Mm -hmm. and I know I'm saying this, but I'm usually a smoker myself. So mm -hmm. maybe not right now because I'm driving. And I'm on the road a lot, but yeah, uh, it's just not not every day. Every day, like you're never going to give yourself a chance to to breathe. You need your lungs to pull in oxygen and exit the carbon dioxide. So, you know, as long if, if that's not working efficiently, then you know you're not going to be able to. The rest of your body is going to take a negative effect. So, I mean, better eat it or just make it as a tea. But not everybody's going to listen. I say stop using those wraps. That uh, that leaf stuff, the tobacco stuff is bad. Just stick to J's, you know. Or I don't know nothing about that. Or uh, I guess that some people use uh, pipes and use the long. Oh, um, the long handle, so the the fire doesn't hit you as 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 uh as hard. Uh huh. So it's like a slow burn, slow smoke. You know, just okay. That's that's mainly it. Justin? <laughs> Too much of anything isn't good for you. That's all I have. <laughs> well said and simple. Yeah, <laughs> but there are certain things, obviously, you want to stay away from. Did you not take um, the D.A.R.E. courses in school? Oh, you're talking to me. Yeah, yeah. Why are you putting me on the spot by school? Because <laughs> you just on. said too much of anything. I I'm just asking. Um, anyway, you said it was called Sacred Roots? Yeah, Sacred Roots. Okay, so what services does, do they, do they offer services, Sacred Roots? Yes, he is a master herbalist, Kent Wasotep. He is a master herbalist. He's a, a holistic consultation. You can get consultations. You can get all the herbs you need. Uh, he's a Reiki, Reiki teacher as well. Oh, Reiki. Um, Reiki, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's basically all I know of. I think that's more the ballpark that I'm in right now is meditation. Like, I, I feel like I have, that's what I do. The food part, I'm slowly working towards it. But for whatever reason, meditation and Reiki and all of that kind of stuff, I don't know. It was easier to convert to. Yeah, so he does give out certifications. So he teaches, he's accredited. So he teaches uh, Reiki and Holistic Help as well. You can get a dual certification now if you go on his website, sacredroots.com. Okay. Yes. Now, do you offer any services to people who might be interested? Uh, I'm offering information currently uh, to okay. those that are looking for it. I don't have anything set up right now. I do have a website, 
on the way i just i'm scared i haven't i haven't hit published on the website yet but it's actually made it's, it's supposed to be a, a a blog and a site that you can purchase things from okay like right so now, go, go ahead. ahead no go ahead oh i was like right now i'm in the place where i plan on distributing herbs uh in the near future but i'm not in a rush i'm basically just still gaining more knowledge you know compared compared to like my my master teacher and others that are out there spreading the word you know uh i have a good base of knowledge that can help anybody out but in terms yeah. of you know having a lot of experiencing and having it down in my head i'm still working towards that to be more efficient become to become a more master herbalist uh to where i see myself being okay i was about to say don't let the imposter syndrome uh creep oh. in no, I ain't scared. I'm, I didn't know there's levels to this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's there's levels to this. So whenever you do post that, uh, if I see it or you let us know, I'll I'll make sure to put it in the description box so people can you know go there and get some information. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate it. Yeah. Other than that, I'll probably just post it on my Facebook page. Okay. That's that's really all I got right now. Yeah. Good old Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> True. Oh no! Yeah, it's a lot. Sometimes you just got to pause and just process everything that's been discussed today, and just you know take it all in, and then try to apply what you can to everyday life is basically all that I have. And my final thoughts on everything that we've discussed so far: don't let it overwhelm you. Just try to add one thing to your life, or take away one thing out of your life that you shouldn't be doing. At you know, one thing at a time, and just do it that way. That's that works best for me personally. But yeah. you know, do what works best for you. I think my takeaway would be, of course, we need more education. But I think a start could definitely be watching with the health on Netflix. Most people have Netflix at this point. Um, I don't know. Is it on any other streaming platforms? I'm not sure. Okay. Well, Google is free, so. <laughs> I think the start would be to watch that just to kind of get background information as to why this is bad versus someone else telling you, hey, don't eat this, eat that instead. I will say, though, there is a documentary I've seen that's really good called Soul Food Junkie. Um, I don't remember which platform it's on, but I think if you're a Black person, that one might appeal a little more to you. Thank you, um, Malik, for joining us today, giving us information. Okay. I have been Daisha D. And I've been Jay Stan. Join us every other Friday at noon. And always remember to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs>